Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three and I have three. My name's Hallie and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi and I love agriculture. My name's Carter and I love eating. My name's Chase and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun, and all the mess, challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs, and community, knowing you are not alone in this mess. We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in. Welcome to Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. And on this episode, you are stuck with me. So I can't let Eric do a solo podcast without doing one myself. We have this routine with our podcast where Eric is in charge of all the recording and I do the content. And then when we're done, he does the editing because believe me, we are not perfect whenever we are recording our episodes. So he does a lot of editing and um, then he uploads a file to the site and I go in and make the tweaks, title it and tweak the description description and schedule the release. So when he did his solo episode, when I was at soccer with Summer and Eric had surprised me with that episode where he shared his struggles, I logged in and I was expecting to have this podcast that was already recorded. I was going to go in and make some tweaks. So I go in there and I'm like, well, this title is weird. That doesn't really make sense. It's not relevant to the episode I thought we were going to be posting. And I started listening and I just cried my eyes out because I know how hard all of this has been on everybody, but especially on Eric. And that's one of the many things that I love about him is his openness, which really allows people to connect with him. But, you know, sometimes that does get him into trouble that he's too open sometimes because the kids, especially the girls, call him a super spreader, which makes me laugh because he is so open and he likes to share. The kids are like, oh, don't tell Eric that. He's a super spreader. And as we all know, um, we talk so much about how this catastrophic type of loss of Hallie, such a beautiful child that literally had her entire life ahead of her. But what none of us really realize, nobody realizes it until you're living it, is the collateral loss that you face. So it's not just losing your child, it's everything that it impacts in your entire life. And, you know, Eric shares, talks a lot about how he doesn't know me and that initially really stings, but I also understand it because how could he know me when nothing is the same? I'm not the same. And we had such a, a great energy and vibe with our crew. It just all came together and really felt magical. There was so much love among our whole family. And and we had our challenges and fights and all of that stuff like like a normal family would. But we just truly felt like, gosh, this is why this is why God brought us together was to bring our kids together and lean on each other 
and and laugh with each other and make memories and support each other. And then your insides are just completely shredded. So the challenge for me in all of this is I'm first and foremost a mom. And maybe in a traditional marriage, we've talked about this before on the podcast, that it's God, husband and wife, and then kids. But in a blended family, the kids and the husband-wife role, they compete right or wrong. Like that's the reality of it. You're trying to balance out uh, being a wife in this new relationship, this marriage, but also being there for your kids because it all comes together at the same time not one before the other. And I'm I'm learning how to put God first. Thank God I was on that journey before all of this happened. But that second and third spot is competing. And here's why. I can't get past that one of my kids missing. Hallie is constantly on my mind. And my mind is just wrapped around each one of them wanting to protect each one of them. So it spends most of the day. So by the end of the day, between that and my job, I'm left with a completely drained cup. So what does that mean? That means that my wife role has nothing to give. And it's like Eric and I have to completely start over because we both have changed. Like we shared on the last podcast, What I used to try to control, I don't. Like, I'm just like, whatever, let it go. It is what it is. I literally am in control of nothing. And what he used to not be so focused on, that he's holding on so tight to things, trying to be more in control. And so it's like trying to find this dance, this new dance. And one of the things that he asked me two weeks ago was, are you going to ever be in love with me again? We have very open and honest conversations like that. And my answer was, I think so, but I can't tell you when. And I told him, I'm like, I love you with all of my heart. And I literally could not do this without him. But that in love feeling comes from like pure joy and being carefree and lighthearted and feeling like true bliss. And I cannot find that in the darkness. I'm not giddy about anything. And that's hard. It's hard for him to hear. It's hard for me to say it out loud. But I also want to be as open and honest and transparent of where I'm at. So he knows. So there's a part of like, How much do you mask and kind of keep to yourself or how much do you lay it all out there knowing that it's not going to feel good for someone to hear that? But when we did go down to Florida, that was the first time that I felt like I was kind of looking forward to something for the first time. So that gave me a little bit of hope that I was looking forward to something that involved me versus like I can feel joy and happiness for kids and their experiences. But when it comes to me, I just don't feel much. And along those same same lines, Eric tells me often, you know, he says it a lot on the podcast too. He's like, you look so beautiful. Your body looks good, which I will say 
I'm in the best shape that I've ever been in, but it's literally not to make me feel different or look different one way or the other. It's like survival mode for me. I work out for my sadness. I work out to get through my emotions when I'm like my chest is tight and I am super low. It's like, okay, I got to go move my body. I need to go for a walk. I need to focus on a workout with Jen's Get Fit. Like I have to do something to move my body or I'm going to tank. And, you know, it's not about changing me physically. I eat healthy, honestly, because I don't want to feel worse on the inside. I want to feel good. I want to have the strength to fight through each day. So when I unpack all of that, like it's, you know, me, I have to try to analyze things and figure it out. And when it comes to me, I want no part of any feelings. Like I, I don't really know why I will do things for other people 10 times over. And I feel excited for the kids and feel joy for them. But special things that happen to me is amazing. But like, I just right now I'm in this stage where I don't feel things about myself, like the books coming out, the children's book. And that's amazing. But I literally can't feel inside happiness for it. It's like I'm still in this fight or flight mode. And it's like I'm fighting. I'm fighting for Hallie. So I'm going to get this children's book out. And I'm sure at one point in my life, I'm going to look back and go, holy shit, like what was I doing? And I'm not even going to probably even remember some of it because I'm in such a like fight or flight mode. It this this episode is going to release on my birthday, September 24th, and we didn't even plan that. It's just how things fall. But I used to, my birthday month was a big deal, and it I never celebrated my birthday month until I got divorced. And, you know, when you go through a divorce, you like, it's full on control. Like, okay, you're you're battling, you're in the fight or flight mode a little bit too. Everything's changing around you. And it's like, I'm I'm going to create my own reality and I'm in control and I work hard and I'm independent and I'm gonna do things for me and I'm gonna be in charge of how I'm treated for my birthday and I'm gonna be prioritized above all things. So it was just like this mantra of like I'm I'm gonna celebrate me. And so I started doing that seven or eight years ago. And I let everybody know it's my birthday month. I'm getting massage. I'm going to get a massage because it's my birthday month. I'm going to go out with friends. We're going to celebrate. I might get a new outfit. One year I bought a Jeep. That was a crazy year. And this year, like, I want none of that. I want to silently turn 46 with no hoopla. Like, September 1st came to celebrate my birthday month. I'm like, no, like, I can't even think about my birthday without like completely feeling crushed. I'll celebrate anybody else, but it like hurts too much to try to celebrate me when I'm not whole, when one of my kiddos is not with me physically here. It doesn't feel right. And it feels, it honestly feels wrong to feel happiness for me. And I know that's a part of the grief journey. You get to a point where You don't even want to allow yourself to feel actual joy. And I'm trying to process it, but there's probably deep down some level of guilt associated with it. Like, oh, why would I celebrate me? My daughter's not here. And I know she would be pissed. I can hear her say, oh my God, mom, it's your birthday. I want you to be happy. 
But it's just the it's just the state, and grief doesn't give a shit. Grief doesn't care, especially as a mom to other kids. It, it doesn't give you a break, and so you end up wearing so many hats and you put on so many different faces for people. And I can't let my kids down because I know that they want to celebrate me, and they're here with me. So I will pick myself up, and I will hug my kids tight on my birthday and take the birthday pics with them and smile with them so they know how much I freaking love all of them while, while my insides are shredded. And it helps to talk with friends. So I would say don't shut people out. If you can relate to going through grief and challenges in your life and you'd rather just keep to yourself, because I know a lot of people, that's the you tend to just turn inward. I get it. I do the same thing, but it does help to talk to friends too because they'll, especially your really good friends, they'll slap you out of it. I was sharing my birthday sadness and the collateral loss with a friend and she pointed out, okay, I know you bought the Jeep one year for your birthday, but how many memories did you have in the Jeep with your kids, with Hallie? She loved driving it. And literally I hang up the phone from her and a Facebook memory popped up and it was just me and Hallie and we had huge smiles on our faces and we're in the Jeep. I'm like, okay, thank you for pulling me out of that moment of heavy grief. But that's collateral loss. That's what it looks like to grieve. That is what it looks like to be a mom that has to go on to continue to be a mom for your other kids. And you also don't want to make your kids here on earth feel like they're less than, which is also hard. So that makes me feel shitty on top of it. Like, gosh, okay, how do I grieve and still make everybody around me feel love? And for me, and I don't have the answers because grief is different for everybody. For me, I have those moments I take the grief hat off for a second and I look at the gifts right in front of me and I love them hard. And then when I crawl into bed, I put my grief hat back on and I let it all out. It's just hard. It's such a difficult journey to navigate. And I know there's so many moms out there that feel this, that you're pulled in so many different directions and you're questioning. There's mom guilt. I've never heard of dad guilt, but there's mom guilt. And and you're just trying to show up the best that you can while you are juggling 5,000 different things. And it's while you're grieving and going through struggles, so are your kids. And I've said this before, that my kids don't truly realize what they've lost because they haven't had experiences yet to just know how big of a hole was left. So, you know, we had recorded several podcasts while we're in Florida. So I'd shared a pic of Hallie on Snapchat while I was down in Florida and Summer had swiped up and said, my sissy. And Eric and I were sitting on the beach just talking about our marketing plan for Feathers Matter and... I just start bawling. Like this huge wave of grief came over me. And I don't know when it will hit or for how long, but her words of my sissy made my heart just crush because it instantly, it instantly reminded me of what they would say to each other. And that's what they would, they'd see each other like my sissy or Hallie would holler at games or sporting events. That's my sister. And also that weekend, Summer was going to Mizzou game with Lexi. And, you know, going to Mizzou always reminds everyone of, of Hallie. And 
then she shared with me, she's like, Mom, I watched this TikTok and I just started crying because it was a sister giving a speech at her sister's wedding. And she's like, it just made me realize that Hallie will never be able to give a speech at my wedding and I'll never be able to give one at hers. And I was freaking mess, just losing my shit on the beach and I didn't even care. But Eric just scoots his chair over to mine and just sits with me. And the only thing he can say is, I'm sorry, Angie. And while he doesn't feel like I'm in love with him at this moment, that's when I love him the most. It's not when we're the newlyweds kind of love. It's this guy that's in it for the long haul and will do whatever it takes in the most awful of times. And he's my rock. He's the one that carries me when I have nothing to give to other people. When the collateral loss is still building up. So whatever grief you're going through, it could be a loss of a relationship or a future you thought you had or a parent or a close friend or a nephew. The loss is deep and the journey is long, but you are stronger than you know. And I have so many people that tell me, oh my gosh, Angie, you're so strong. And let me tell you, I do not feel strong. I feel weak as shit. Like I feel like I could crumble in any second. But I will tell each and every one of you that you do not know your strength until you're fighting through it. And that's the only choice that you have. So everyone has the ability to be stronger than you could imagine when you have to. So I just want to wrap this episode because I'm not a long talker. So this one's going to be short and sweet. I just want to pray for all of the mamas out there that feel completely exhausted. We're trying to fight every day who feel guilt, who feel like they aren't doing enough, who feel just overwhelmed. I see you and I feel all of that. And I would just say, surrender and let go of all the expectations you put on yourself and just love yourself even in the darkness, even in the challenging times when it's so hard. You are enough. God loves you. You matter. Your feathers matter. And you're going to get through it because you're stronger than you know. So I just want to thank you all, too, for listening and supporting us. You have no idea what it means to us to have you reach out and even just comments on social media. Like the littlest thing that you might not think is a big deal, it matters to people that are going through struggles. So text someone today. Tell them that you're just thinking about them. Even if you haven't talked to them in a while, check in on them. Say, I'm just thinking about you. It matters to people. And I would just say too, if you know someone that's really having a hard time and going through the grieving process, I'm completely open to lending an ear, giving a hug, even if it's a virtual hug. Sometimes just knowing that you are not alone is enough to just get you through the day. So I hope you have an amazing Sunday, that you have a great week. And I just so appreciate all of the love and support that we have received. God bless. Thank you for listening to Blended Blessed and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessedalwaysamess.com. Reach out to us on any of our social channels. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.